Welcome back to episode 31 of Off the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby, joined by Matt and Mello. What's up, boys? Not a whole lot. Philly's doing all right. We love to see that. Did so. they play yet? No, they're playing the Padres <laughs> later tonight. But you know what to do. I have a I have a conflict of interest. Got Joe Musgrove on my fantasy team. He's starting against the Phillies tonight. So Okay, if we're gonna go... hope hope for That's a one nothing want. game. The Phillies win after Musgrove comes out. Exactly. <laughs> Philly strike or, every batter strikes or, yeah, out yeah. until Bryce Harper walks it off. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we're gonna talk about our teams real quick, then Dodgers beat the shit out of the Reds. This is what you're supposed to do <laughs> after after falling apart to the Guardians, even though they are a better team now. So who you know. That, that's we'll talk about that later. But the Dodgers handle business. They beat the they sweep the Reds, and now we go to Atlanta, and uh, we're gonna prove why we're the t- the National League goes through us still. There you go. And Freddie Freeman ret- returns to Atlanta too. So yes, it's his fun. weekend. It's his world. We're living in it. He better homer. He has to. He's gonna let's see who's pitching this weekend. He'll take somebody deep. He's gonna take Kelly Jansen deep this weekend. I can't oh. wait for that. <laughs> that would be awesome. But, I mean, I'm sure, and he better get a standing ovation every single time he steps up to the plate. If anyone boos, you're a scumbag. You're a bum. Yeah. You're not a real real brace, huh? Yeah, no. Understand what Freddie did for your ball club. Stand up. Pay the man the respect he deserves. And he better. He'll get a standing ovation. He'll get a standing ovation, yeah. I believe in Braves fans. They're smart enough. But um, if you wait, if you won't make them feel love, we will. Because that's exactly <laughs> what we did during the offseason. Oh, you most definitely did. Yes, we did. We made him feel loved and at home. Anyone who gets paid uh, however much he got paid, I would feel loved. Definitely. That helps. 100%. <laughs> but, um, Mello, you went to Anaheim yesterday. On yes. Wednesday night, first time to win at an Angels game. Yes. Talk about it. Let's hear it. How was it? You know, I didn't. So this idea of me going to an Angel game came around about Monday. I've been off since last Sunday and I was kind of bored. I was like, you know what? The Angels are in town. I haven't seen them play at Angel Stadium in my lifetime, which is crazy to think about. I was like, I'm going to do it. And then um, drove the hour and 25 minutes on the streets. It took me to get to Anaheim, different county, by the way. Let me start by saying that it's not Los Angeles. It's Anaheim, Orange County. And I had a good time. I really did. I had a great time. Um, Fans were very nice. They greeted everybody with respect, which is what I like. Employees were nice. It was a special night, too. Uh, because the Angels were celebrating their 20-year anniversary of them winning the World Series. So they had brought out all almost everybody from that team, the coaches, GM, everybody. So it was a special night. In my opinion, I chose the wrong night because, unfortunately, uh, 2002 is the year that I was born. 
And I have to say that the Angels won the World Series that year. But um, it was a great night. Got to see Shohei Otani put on a masterpiece of a pitching performance. And Man, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Halo hurt. Bros? Yes, I did. I saw John from Super Halo Bros. Super nice guy. It's the same guy that he is on camera. <laughs> Super nice. And um, I wouldn't be against going again. Wow. I really wouldn't. I'd go that, again. That's big of you to say. Yes. It, it definitely helps, too, when Shohei puts up the performance he did last night, too. Yes. 13, 12 or 13 strikeouts? 13 strikeouts. 13 strikeouts. Unbelievable. And to see that in person was pretty pretty cool, I'd assume. Because when I saw Shohei last year, Shohei pitched against the Yankees last year in Yankee Stadium and did horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he lasted yeah. two innings or whatever it was. I don't know. He just got destroyed. But um, from the beginning, it didn't look like that he was going to have a great night because the game was scheduled to start at 6.49 p.m. local time. And you guys know how these pitchers are. If it starts late, <laughs> these guys get thrown off their game for some reason. And the, the game didn't start until it started 10 minutes later because they were going through the ceremony and yeah. Tim Salmon wouldn't stop talking. And it was just, he kept talking for like 10 minutes. So it was, um, game started at about 6.59. And then Shohei Otani gave up back-to-back hits. And they were hard-hit balls too. Like, so we were like, oh, this might not be a good night. And then settled in and had a great performance. Yeah, to say he settled in, that's uh, that's an understatement. An understatement. <laughs> that's awesome though. Happy for you. Did you know in advance that it was going to be the uh, Angels' twenty-year no, anniversary? Okay. So I didn't even know Shohei was pitching. That's that's awesome. Oh. All I all I knew is that he hadn't pitched in a while, and then I saw the game the night before when he hit two home runs and they still couldn't win. So that was the topic of discussion with all the Angel fans. Crazy. Yeah, and then um, after I bought the tickets, I was like, let me see who's pitching. It was Shohei Otani. I was like, great. I've never seen him pitch in person before. That's amazing. So that worked out pretty well. Then. Yeah. Food was what good, about- except for the damn do- the hot dog that I had. That was disgusting. <laughs> Not a Dodger dog. I almost said that. It's, no. They called it an angel dog. No, they an angel dog. That <laughs> it's called an angel right. dog. It doesn't sound right at all. That's why I went up to the lady. Can I get a Dodger? I mean, can I get an angel dog? <laughs> And then, and, then, and then after you ate it, you're like, can I please just get a Dodger dog? That was fucking disgusting. <laughs> that was a waste of six bucks. Hoffies, that's the company. The name is Hoffies. They make good hot dogs. I don't know what the hell happened when that delivery truck came into Angel Stadium. I don't know what happened to that hot dog, but that's not Hoffies. Whatever they did to that damn thing, they messed it up. But I had a burger before then. It was delicious. That was fine. Hot dog was disgusting. Any other food there? I just had a burger. Okay. They, they, they had all kinds of stuff. They had nachos. I even got a free sample of yogurt. Wow. It's Dodger Stadium. Yogurt. You got to get on that. Not the yogurt. You got to give me some free samples. They're it was trying like, to win was, you over. Yes. It was two ladies with like a bunch of trays of chocolate and vanilla. They're like free sample. I was like, oh, the Dodgers don't do this. All right. <laughs> yogurt, funny. big time uh, ballpark food, you know. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, there was there was uh, 
I don't know. It's like some French yogurt, and then they had a yogurt land. So interesting. Yeah, I didn't get any, but I had the free sample. So but yes, that's how you played it smart. Didn't pay yes, for did. it. Tried it out first. It was okay. I wouldn't get a big scoop of it. Move on with your day. All right. Enough talking about the angel yogurt and the angel dogs and all that. We'll stick with the angels and just we'll just keep talking about Shohei Otani and how amazing he is for a few more minutes. To go out on that was Tuesday night where he had the two home runs, eight RBIs, right? And then yes, last in a, night in a losing effort, by the way, you have to yes. throw that in there. Yes, I get. I guess we do, but um, and with then Mike Trout in the lineup too. Yeah. By the way. Then the next night he goes out and performs at the highest level on the pitching side. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. I don't I, like we, I mean, I feel like everyone talked about it last year and this year. I just feel like he's not getting as much hype just because of, I don't know. It's just crazy to see, like we have this talent in front of our eyes, like playing this game right now and like we just have to not take advantage of what's going on because we haven't seen this in such a long time and we probably won't for a very long time either yeah two things one first of all people who say he's overrated how can you even argue that anymore when he does stuff like this name another player in all of major league baseball who could do this you can't in the history of major league baseball Maybe Babe Ruth is the only other player who could do this, okay? And y'all don't say Babe Ruth is overrated, all right? Nobody says that, okay? And two, this man is going to – Shohei Otani is going to get paid big time by the Angels or by some other team. He's going to get paid a lot of money. Melo's pointing to his Dodgers. I don't know. Uh, could be uh, Bobby's team, the Yankees. You never know. They're always shelling out cash. But this man could look at like a $500 million contract for sure. That's next year, right? He's not after next season, I think he's a free agent. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. You heard of the decision with LeBron? We're going to have the decision <laughs> yeah. with Shohei Otani next year. It really will be. MLB Network, do that. Get on it. I was on it first. I was on that idea first. What do you want to cut of it? Cut of that, uh, whatever. No, makes? we'll just host it on the Around the Diamond Live. That Perfect. too. Okay. You know, I'll, sit, maybe? I'll, I'll be sitting right next to him with my arms around him. Show, hey, where are you going? You both your arms are at. <laughs> yes. Where are you going, Mr. Otani? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um, he's just amazing. Yes, if only the Angels could get their shit together and win a couple games. Yeah, if um, they – we'll see how much he really cares about winning because he's been there – he won Rookie of the Year in 2018, right? I think that's what it was. So four years now, haven't made the postseason. If they don't make it this year, I'm sorry. But, like, does is this a place that he wants to stay? Obviously, Mike Trout made that decision, and he said he wants to be here, but maybe Shohei's a little different, and other teams are definitely going to want to pay whatever it takes to have Shohei on their team. It'll definitely be an interesting conversation. 
I mean, <laughs> a year and people, a half. that's like the one thing on Mike Trout's career. He doesn't, he didn't leave the angels and the angels weren't able to win playoff games with him or make the playoffs with him. So that's the only thing holding him back from his career. So we'll see if Shohei uh, wants to follow the path or not. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. MLB fans, one last thing, and then we'll get move on from this. Uh, you guys better enjoy the last couple of weeks of the Angels because after the All Star break, we're not going to hear from them. We're gonna our attention span is going to go somewhere else. I'm sorry if they keep this up. The only reason that they're going to stay relevant is is going to be because of Shohei and Mike Trout. Though. Yeah, because he take Shohei is in the lineup every day and he takes them out every five days. Yeah. Other than that. We'll go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, basically. You're probably right about that. But, uh, yeah. So, I didn't even get into what we have going on today. We have an interview with Joey Zanaboni, the play-by-play guy for the Fredericksburg Nationals, who everyone knows at this point. The guy with the crazy calls, very... Uh, Original, unique, energetic, goes viral on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. So we talked to him for about 30 minutes. So that's going to be up very soon in this episode. That was an awesome. That was a cool interview. Kind of yes, gets it was. a little bit. But um, yeah, then we'll touch on Dodgers, Mookie injury. Hopefully oh. he's not out for too long. And then Freddie returning to Atlanta. Maybe we'll touch on that. The Cleveland Guardians are in first place in the AL Central. Tied for first place, I'm sorry, with the Minnesota Twins. The White Sox are uh, kind of slacking a little bit. My New York Yankees first to 50 wins. Um, Our good friend Ryan LaVarnway traded blockbuster. Crazy news of the (laughs) week. And then the All-Star Game ballot update, the votes uh, through the first the first update are out, and there are definitely some uh, disappointing, interesting, the fans. interesting choices by the fans. I should say. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. So before we get into the interview, let's uh, let's talk about Mellow's Dodgers real quick. Oh, your first place, Los Angeles Dodgers again, right? At now? this very moment. As we're recording on Thursday night, they're they're in sole possession of first place, a half game lead over the Padres. But um, the Mookie injury, Mello, um, vent. Are you how concern level? How do you, how are you feeling? You know, when I first heard that he was injured, I was like, oh, okay. Hold on, I'm sorry. It was fractured ribs, right? Fractured rib. Yes, okay. Um, the whole reason why, because a lot of people, especially when I was working, a lot of people were like, how did Mookie get hurt? It's like we were watching the game. It happened in the Tuesday night game when Tyler Anderson was going for that no-hitter. If you guys remember, the very first inning, I think it was the first at-bat of the game, there was a five ball into center right field. And both Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts were going after it, and they both did not communicate, and they bumped into each other. Ball dropped on the ground. Bellinger threw it to second and got him out. But 
I guess Mookie Betts got hurt in the process. And now that I think about it, it didn't help that he dove for a Shohei Otani double, triple that he had no shot at. Shot at. Yeah. Probably didn't help his ribs either. But, I mean, I haven't heard much information. It's like we don't know if it's going to be two weeks or two months. Yeah, they that happened like four or five days ago, and they still didn't give a timetable. I heard, I heard two weeks. And then others are here. No, it's going to take like at least a month or two months. But I, I don't know. But we have enough star power where we can, we can, we can survive without Mookie. But obviously, you want him in the lineup every day, especially the way he's been playing too. Exactly. I was just talking about how we finally get to see the real Mookie bets that we gave this big contract to. Yeah. Now he gets hurt. It's a shame. So, um, I mean, how many weeks away are we from the All-Star break right now? Three it's coming up. Three, four. Something like that. Three or four. Three, four, four weeks, basically. Three yeah. and a half weeks. Do you, obviously, we have no idea the extent of the injury. Would you be okay with just, like, telling him to come back after the All-Star break? If it's like two or if three it's weeks, really if, bad, it's if it's really bad, yes. But yeah. I, I just, I know it's like it's, it's his ribs. It's, yeah. it's hard to breathe when you have fractured ribs or a broken rib. But yeah, I really wish the Dodgers and kind of Mookie Betts themselves. I wish that they could do everything they can to make sure at least Mookie Betts is on the field for the All Star game. Even if it means we don't see him from now until July 19th. Yeah. I'm saying that only because it's at our stadium. Right. If this was somewhere else, I don't care. I don't need to see him out there. But because it's at Dodger Stadium, because he's the leading vote-getter in the National League, I hope he's in right field for one inning and for one at bat. No, I'm not. I'm not saying this like in a bat, like in like your selfish like reasons. Yeah. Obviously, you want to see him there. Right. But I don't know. Hopefully. I hope so. Because baseball is better when Mookie Betts is healthy and playing his best. That's a fact. Yeah. So, so yeah. but they're still holding on. Half game in front of the Padres. Again, that's before the Padres have played tonight. So, who knows what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Those Padres are hanging on. And... How many games back are the Giants? Uh, Five and a half. Because then they... I know they lost today. Yeah. Then they lose today to Atlanta. Didn't they get swept by the Rockies? Wasn't that... Didn't that happen? I'm going to be honest. Hang on, I'm pulling up their schedule right now. I'm on their website. Schedule... It is loading. They got swept. No, they they lost three Three out out of four to the Braves. Um, they haven't played the Rockies recently. That was like two okay. weeks ago. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> they lost two out of three, so you're on the right track. The Rockies swept the Padres. Okay, it was the Padres they swept. Yes. All right. Yeah. And the Padres are still right there too. Yeah. It's tough. The Giants are like they're not right there, but they're enough for you to notice. I feel yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just being annoying. 
Like I'm still, we're still here. We're still a good baseball team. Don't forget about us. We're not going to hang out with you guys up top, but don't forget about us right here because we could swoop in at any they, moment. They can easily <laughs> sweep in, swoop in. They could take a wild card spot. Yeah, I'd be terrified if the Dodgers don't get the two buys, and they have to play like the Giants in a three game yeah. set. No thanks. I don't care if they're at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. No, thank you. It's going to be interesting. Like we said all season long, that uh, NL West is going to be tough. But all right, before we get into anything else, let's get into the interview with Joey Zanaboni. Enjoy. Here we have Joey Zanaboni, play by play voice of the Fredericksburg Nationals. Welcome. What's going hey, on? Hey, you guys. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Of course. Appreciate you guys getting me on. Of course. As some people know, Joey's the voice behind the Fredericksburg Nationals with, I'm sure everyone's seen them, the electric calls that have gone viral with, I would say, the past, like this season, definitely. I've seen a lot more than ever. But it's just... There's no what nobody like you in baseball right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course. So, I mean, there's a lot that I want to get into, but just to start from the very beginning, how did you decide that you this is even something you wanted to do, like doing play-by-play baseball? Yeah, I think somewhere my mom has a picture of me on a piece of first-grade homework, and it said myself announcing baseball game and uh you know i went through probably elementary school and probably most of high school figuring i would do it uh had some chances i won a couple of uh sports opportunities uh sports casting contests for kids when i was uh in middle school kind of worked for a radio station in high school but you know, as I got older and got to college, I just kind of wondered if it was really what I wanted to do. I was a literature major in college, and uh, I didn't know if sports announcing was kind of creative enough, I guess. That was one thing. And I guess the other thing was I was really afraid of failure. I was afraid that if I went after my dream, I might fall flat on my face. Might be somebody out there that would say, uh, you know, you're not very good or not listen or whatever. And, you know, I spun my wheels a little bit after college for about a year, just kind of bounced between a couple of jobs, kind of wondering, you know, what is it that I want to do? And it was in that February after I graduated college, I was 22. And uh, I, I believe that I heard a voice. Uh, maybe it was an auditory hallucination. Maybe it's uh, the voice of God. But it came in the form of uh, Ken Wilson, who was the broadcaster of the San Luis Blues and did some work with the San Luis Cardinals when I was a kid. And I consider him to be essentially the perfect sports announcer. I consider him to be a, a, one of the greatest probably to ever do it. Just kind of out of the blue at about 2.30 in the morning, I heard his voice just very vividly, some of his calls. And I ended up going on YouTube and looking up a couple of his highlight reels. And honestly, I found myself on the floor crying. I found myself uh, almost broken by it because I realized how close I was to not pursuing my dream. And so from that day forward, I said, I'm going to go after this with everything I can. I'm going to go in head first. 
and I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to take half measures. I'm going to do the games uh, the best that I can do them and have the most fun that I can. And I'm always going to take the next opportunity, no matter what it is, whether it's uh, small community college, whether it's uh, random high school game, whether it's independent baseball, uh, I'm going to take it and I'm going to make the most out of it. And uh, that was really how I, I got my start in 2014. And, you know, it's 2022 and uh, I'm happy with how it's turned out. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. So, yeah, so you started like, I mean, you're still young to be doing like you have a, a lot. How old do you think I am? No, you said twenty. You said twenty. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just saying, you, your career, like you have so much yeah. more to do, moving forward. Like right now, who knows? Maybe we'll see you in the major leagues one day. Yeah, I definitely hope so. I mean, that's my goal. And uh, you know, I, I think that one thing that I can really speak to is that in this business, there's so many people who uh, went to journalism school, who studied it in college. And then they start to take, you know, that's that's really the common career path into doing minor league baseball and hopefully one day major league baseball. I'm really here to tell people who uh, did not do that and who are even maybe uh, well past the college years and, and still haven't really gotten into it. You can, you can pretty much drop everything and do it. If you're committed to it and you believe in the power of your own creativity and you have some determination, I think you can really go far. Yeah, for sure. And you're proving that you're doing great. But <clears throat> obviously, your style of broadcasting, like I mentioned before, is like no other. <laughs> and I'm sure you know that everyone else is, that has ever heard you know, uh, knows that. Where's the inspiration from that come? Because that just doesn't come. Obviously, you don't get taught to do that. That has to be you. So where did that come from and what made you like go all in on that and say like, I'm going to be different than any, anybody else. In the first few years of my career, I never focused on, and I still don't how many people are listening. I focused on the fervor and the energy of the people who did listen. And I could see how much they really loved some of the quirkier stuff, the stuff that's a little bit off the beaten path and, just the high energy and the fun. And I felt like that was more important than, um, you know, how many people were listening or how big the opportunity kind of was. And so that investment in the personal and understanding the impact that you have on one person is really at the heart of what I, what I do. And, you know, growing up for me, uh, it'd have to be Ken Wilson with the Blues and the Cardinals tail end of Jack Buck's career. Uh, there's a lot of sports announcers that I admire. I love Gus Johnson. I think he's probably the greatest American sports announcer right now. Um, I love a lot of international stuff. I listen to Korean baseball, Taiwanese baseball, Japanese baseball, South American baseball, Mexican baseball. You get inspiration from those announcers. And I think that I do a lot. Uh, I read a lot of fiction. I read a lot of uh, I guess, novels and things. And it was my major in college. And if I had to say I have one thesis about American sports announcing in the last 30 years, it's that 
the announcers in popular fiction have become more popular and more well-loved than the announcers who actually do the games. And so kind of evaluating, I mean, Harry Doyle from Major League, Brock Meyer, even other internet-based announcers who do play-by-play uh, -play on clips like Bob Mennery. Uh, yeah, I just basically saw how popular that was and the way that that nestled into people's imaginations. And in a world that's increasingly a blur between fact and fiction, I felt like there was a hole in the market for someone to fill, uh, basically to be almost that fictional sports announcer uh, from the movies or, or from a, a different kind of reality. And just kind of seeing some of that stuff, you know, some of those one-liners and things, the impact that they were having, uh, I just decided to lean into it because I felt like there's a hole in the market and really all I have to do is become the person who fills it. And uh, I have the joy, I guess, for whatever reason, I just delight in going to the games enough that uh, it doesn't feel like work for me to do it. And uh, that's pretty much how I got here. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, obviously a lot of your videos, Nice sunglasses, by the way. A lot of your videos and a lot of your calls have made, uh, obviously, on Twitter and social media and stuff. Has there ever been, do you pay attention to that stuff? And have you ever, has there been one person or one, any players, like, in particular, where you look at your phone and, like, you're like, wow, like, I can't believe he saw that? Or, like, does, do you ever get starstruck? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I think David Cohn followed me on Twitter. That was pretty cool. Time fan of I would say the one thing that really ever brought me uh, to tears, I would say it would have to go back to when I was first starting out. The first chance I ever got in minor league baseball was 2015 with a team called the Orem Owls in Utah. And I flew out there about two weeks before the season. And when I walked in the door, basically that same day, they told me they wanted to do a promotion called Caucasian Heritage Night. And it was a really weird situation. And I was actually working at a historically black college at the time in Clarkson, Mississippi, Oklahoma Community College, Oklahoma is uh, an HBCU in the Mississippi Delta. And, you know, I ended up resigning uh, the position with the Ormals in protest of what I felt was a malicious and racist intent behind a really ill-conceived promotion. And I didn't really want to be in the headlines. I didn't really want to be Mr. Hero guy, whatever. And so I just resigned the job and I, you know, see you later. And, uh, you know, the next day, after I quit, I woke up at a hotel in Salt Lake City, Utah, and there was a story in the Salt Lake Tribune that was covering this ill-conceived promotion, and it actually blamed me, mistakenly and slanderously, blamed me for the promotion's conception. And that story was picked up by USA Today, and it was picked up by Deadspin. And I had to reach out to them and make extremely clear how upset I was about having my character assassinated in the national media like that. And luckily I had proof that I was opposed to uh, Caucasian Heritage Night 
and that I was completely on the other end of things. And uh, it was traumatic. It was really, I mean, something that almost broke me. It, it, you know, drove me into a despair, the likes of which I've not yet experienced, hope to never experience again in my life. But there was the seed of determination that was planted in that I said once the headlines had passed and all the whirlwind had passed around the media scrum around that and things, I said, they're going to remember me in the end for something different. And it took four years. I was working at a little college called the University of West Florida right after that. And uh, it was 2019, spring of 2019. And USA Today ran an article that said, this ridiculous Division II baseball announcer deserves a major league job. And it was just about a video of one-liners that I had just put out on Twitter and it had gone viral and all this stuff. And I remember I broke down crying. I honestly did, almost out of control. Because the article didn't say anything about all that stuff from Warren, Utah. It didn't say That's any awesome. of that stuff. And I, I emailed the person who wrote it, and I said, you know, I know you didn't have anything to do with this. It was a different writer. But it's just funny to me that your article today is asking, where did this guy come from? Where did this guy, why is he doing it? Who is he? in this very section of this very national publication you were leaving me to die you were assassinating my character and not just my character but my personal reputation you were doing that for your own viral purposes your newspaper wanted more clicks and you followed an overly simplistic formula and misinformation and you left me to die you left my career to die and today, you said I should be in the major leagues. And there was a degree of satisfaction that came with that because I don't really want to be known for anything but my work. I don't really want to be a celebrity or a, a media guy or anything like that. I just really want to do the work and for people to remember that. I was immensely proud of what I did in Aura, but I wanted to move on, and that showed that I did. Yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. How long did you say that was in between those two stories? Four years. Okay. Wow. wow. Four years, almost exactly to the month. That was June of 2015 in Orem, and then it was uh, April of uh, 2019. Wow. That's yeah, it's an awesome story, Joey. And obviously, though, there's people on the other side who don't like your announcing style what do you have to say to those people who are like constantly just bashing you and saying that this doesn't belong in the sport and this isn't blah, 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 you know, all the, all the haters, what do you have to say to them? I hope every single one of your dreams comes true. I hope every single one of you get the opportunity to live your childhood dream. Like I have. I'm out here at Myrtle <laughs> beach right now, hanging out game at six o'clock. Showing what I represent not afraid to speak out for what I believe in, not afraid to lend a helping hand to those in need. And when I see other people, and a lot of them are really just frustrated sports announcers, they're not even really fans, and they're saying some things that are embarrassingly just sad. I feel bad for them, and my only message for them is, is really this. 
I'll go ahead and paraphrase a, a great uh, passage from literature, which is if they were out in that water right now and they were struggling, I'd do anything to save them. I'd even die to save them. I just won't live for them. Wow. wow. Well said. Awesome. Very nice. <laughs> so right now, um, what do you call it? What would be your end goal? Your Joey's end goal in your broadcasting career. What are you, what's your goal? Is that the major leagues? Well, yeah, my goal is the major leagues, but I, I believe I'm a small part in a, a greater unfolding. I think it was Friedrich Nietzsche, German philosopher in the 19th century, who said, become a lover of fate. And truly, that's what I am. I think my fate will be different than most, but my path to sports announcing has been different than most. I have a few goals. The major leagues is the top of it. ESPN 8, the Ocho is another <laughs> But, uh, you know, it just is one of those things where – there's something larger at work. I truly believe that. It's the changing of human consciousness, the greatest publishing revolution, the history of civilization. People able to communicate at the push of a button. It's changed the way that people's minds are wired. And it's changing reality itself. And uh, I think that what's made some of this stuff, these clips and things so popular is that it's just the idea whether it's in sports announcing or anything else. It's just the idea that there might be other realities out there. It appeals to us in the same way that these satellites that search for radio signals across the galaxy do. We're just looking for something different. The idea that there might be something else out there is, uh, it's appealing to us. We have to know about it. And uh, if I've given people some uh, modicum of that, some little taste of that, then... I think that that's really what my goal is. Uh, so that's, that's, I guess, the larger one. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like you were saying, like you just being the one different person can influence not even just the sports announcers that want to come up to be different, just anyone that wants to stand out and be different in whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing, you're succeeding in it. So if someone wants to go a non-traditional path and whatever, whatever it is, not even just announcing, you're um, an influence and inspiration for that. It's pretty cool. You don't get rich by betting with the market. You get rich by betting against the market. That's really the biggest thing. Whatever people are doing, you should give heavy credence to doing the opposite because it's just the way of the world. It doesn't really have anything to do with sports announcing. The market peaks and then it falls and then you've got to be at it at a bottom. I think about the milk industry. When I was a kid, there were so many got milk ads, it was impossible to count. Mark McGuire, Selena Williams. And as I have gotten older and I've entered my adult years, it's funny because now the milk industry is kind of vilified and it's sort of uh, it's sort of an odd thing, right? Joaquin Phoenix going up on the Oscars stage when he won the trophy and telling everybody to stop drinking animal milk. Oh, I don't have an opinion on it one way or the other. I personally love milk, but people don't want to drink it. It doesn't matter to me. It's just an observation about the market. What seems extremely popular today will seem unpopular tomorrow, but things usually cycle back. 
in the late 2000s, I believe ESPN even released, uh, you know, there's an article that I read about it, an interview with some executive who said that uh, the one-liners by like Chris Berman, Dan Patrick, all those guys who made it really popular in the early 2000s, the 90s, early 2000s, they said we're trying to get away from that. And in the 2010s, they gave way to just data, analytics and things like that. People uh, throwing numbers at you left and right. And I just feel like I bought that style at the bottom when it had become disregarded. But now that numbers and things and analytics have overrun uh, the entertainment aspect of sports announcing, now I'm benefiting. Yeah. Thank you. All right. You guys have any other questions for Joey? Uh, yeah. I, oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I got I got a question, Joey. Um, when you eventually make it make it to the major leagues, because it's gonna happen. <clears throat> you're so damn good at your job. Is there like a dream partner that you want to work with? Have you ever thought of that? Like, man, like you're watching somebody. Like, I'd like to work with him eventually one day. Former player, maybe a player who's right now. It's a great question. I would have to say, for me, it would be Doris Burke. I would love to do something with Doris Burke at some point uh, down the line. That would be one of them. Uh, another dream partner of mine that actually came true was Mike Rooney, the college baseball analyst who's been uh-huh. on squeeze play here and just had a chance to work with him at the Big 12 tournament. Just like a fun guy, like a nice guy and a fun guy and somebody real. And I like that about Doris and I like that about Mike, which is just that I don't really ever want to get to the point where it's like, hey, this person's not like a real person anymore. You know, they're just out there just kind of like spinning it for what other people think about them. I just think the difference is subtle, but that's what I love about minor league baseball and what I love about, uh, you know, lower level college athletics and things like that, where it's really real people who are going out there and trying to record their thoughts on the game. And, uh, you know, I, I would have, I remember when I was in high school, me and some friends went down to Bush Stadium in St. Louis, and we had four tickets, there were only three of us. And then we met this guy, this uh, indigent guy, this unhoused guy outside the stadium. And you know what? We just gave him the ticket, and we were sitting in pretty nice seats. We had a you know pretty pretty sweet view behind the plate, and just sitting there with the homeless guy and watching the watching the game was absolutely fascinating because he didn't really know anything about the players. To be honest, he didn't really know anything about the teams, but he quite literally lived the life around the stadium. He was somebody who was just pretty much drifting and uh, living around the stadium. And we bought him dinner and watched the game with him. And I still look back on it extremely fondly. I still look back on it as one of those times where I actually went to a, a baseball stadium and really learned something about living. You can always learn something about baseball games, but it's harder and harder, I think, in an increasingly corporatized world of packaged Disney World type of experiences to go to a baseball stadium and learn something about real life. And I just think that uh, regardless of who you're doing it with, that's really the challenge is keeping them in real life, but on TV. And, uh, you know, there's a million people that I would love to work with, 
uh, that's really the underlying philosophy, I guess, of uh, trying to find meaning uh, in it all. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Joey, it was a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate you giving us time. Great getting to know you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, hey, Joey. Lot, yeah, thank you yeah, so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys. And, uh, We're pulling for you. Yes, we'll, we'll see you in major leagues one day. Yes. It really does. It really does mean <laughs> a lot to me to have people kind of reach out and spread this stuff. Uh, I, I truly do believe that if this was in the major leagues and when it is, that it will be the most popular baseball announcing anywhere in the English-speaking world. Yeah, yep. uh, it really means something to me just to have people uh, reach out. So I appreciate the patience. And sorry I couldn't catch up with you last weekend. Right. Thanks a lot for We're good. That. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, y'all. Take care. Okay. Go get a nice journey. <laughs> See, there Bye you now, go. <laughs> Thanks again to Joey for coming on. Good interview. Enjoy talking to him. Hopefully, we could uh, get in contact with him again. And but definitely a good dude. Yeah, definitely. Great guy. Yep. Man's going places. And like, we, we believe in him. We have all our stock in. Yes. Yeah, we better be in yeah, better be in major league baseball one day. He probably will be. He will. He will. Yeah. Speak it into existence. All right. Let's keep it going here. The Guardians. They're tied for first place in the AL Central right now with Mellow's Minnesota Twins. And the uh, White Sox are not up there. Who had this on their bingo card at the start of the year? Yeah. On <laughs> at the end of June. The, the Guardians and Twins would battle it out for first place. Yeah. And I don't I mean nobody really thought the Guardians were going to be even second place. No. Uh, people had them third for sure, possibly even fourth below the Tigers. Um, yeah. But honestly, th- I would not count the Guardians out. I think they'll make the playoffs. Like, I'd give them at least wow. 80% chance. Well, okay, that's high. That's way oh, too yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. You Sorry, I was that. just remembering all of the uh, good AL East teams there for you a second. You retracted that um, quickly enough to where we're n- I'm not going to make a comment about it. So Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I think they can make the playoffs, definitely. Not 80% chance, but I think they can definitely make the playoffs. Okay. They, they're in a ch- they have a good spot. They're in a good spot to win the division. As long as they don't sell at the trade deadline, they should they should at least buy. They got to trade for yeah. some pieces. Yeah. And yeah. even so, like, I know this is very futuristic, but they have one of the youngest rosters in Major League Baseball. They can just run it back. And if they're willing to keep the guys on the team, like, obviously, they extended, extended J-Ram, but – if they keep the rest of their young core together, add some more pieces, they're kind of in it. If the White Sox can't get it together, the Twins, who knows what's going to happen once Correa leaves or if he does leave. But I don't know. I, I kind of low-key really like this Guardians squad. Hello, any, any thoughts? I mean, at the beginning of the year, J-Ram was looked at as – 
possible. We had like 10 trades with him going to the Blue Jays or to another American League team or even to a National League team, but they extended him and now they look like geniuses. Because yeah. now they're tied for first place. Don't let this don't let those kids know that they're young. I'm gonna don't let them something. know that they're not supposed to win now. I have something to say. Here we go. Um Chicago White Sox are done. Wow. That was my wow. American League team to come out this year. The Chicago White Sox are done, and unfortunately, I'm unfortunately going to have to pay my side of the bet. Oh, I didn't even I forgot about that. In September on September first, when when I don't know the White Sox I mean, could are not the, in first place. I was gonna say, could the Guardians be in first place though? Oh sh- you're right. You want a double or nothing, Bobby? um no this guardians team is really good and they're showing that they can actually compete with the twins and uh white Sox, obviously since they're doing better with them but um yeah i don't know the white Sox. i think the white Sox are they're not winning this division i think i'm out on the white Sox right now so you they you think they missed the playoffs completely if they don't win the division, I don't think they're going to be – I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs right now with the other teams. Yeah, it's a tough situation for any AL Central team to win a wild card spot. But because, um, yeah. I'd give the White Sox one week, fire Tony LaRusa, and turn it around. If they don't do that within a week here, unless they go for on some for magical – 20 game winning streak at the after the all-star break they got to be pretty much close to done for the year yeah yeah right now obviously the wild card stacks up as toronto as the first wild card spot then boston then minnesota then uh one game back are the rays and then four games back are the white Sox. the white Sox sit at 33 and 34 this year below 500 it's not Ridiculous. good. Last time I checked, below 500 is not where you want to be when you were supposed to run away with your division. When we did our discussion or uh, predictions, division, yeah, predictions, there wasn't even a question that the White Sox were going to win this division. It was by how many games? Yeah. We're yeah. like, is it 10, 15? <laughs> but um, right now, sitting one game below 500 is not where you want to be if you're the Chicago White Sox. Not no. good. It's just not. <laughs> but um, I mean, the only the only sense of hope that if you're a White Sox fan you would have is that you play in the American League Central. It's like yeah. the the Guardians can have a bad week and they can come back to light. They can come down to, you know, real life. And then let's see what happens with uh, Minnesota. But I know it's not looking good, but if you need some encouragement, you play in the American League Central. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because that roster should be good. They are yeah, good. On they, were, they were fun to watch last year. Yeah. They, they are were so good. fun. But, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. La Russa is just like that team just seems like. I'm not watching every White Sox game, and I know you guys aren't either. 
But from the outside looking in, the team just looks like a shit show with like Tony LaRusso's random, horrible decision making and just just seems like they're not on the same page over there. The mess is it's it's what it is and injuries uh between TA seven with that injury for a while and um Menez, I believe, or Robert, one of them was injured and is Moncada even well, isn't he injured? No, he's just horrible. Okay, Eli there you Jimenez go. is on the 60 day IL right now. Yeah. They just put him that was today that they put him on the 60 day. But he uh Yeah, he was on a rehab but then he got re-injured. So, um, so they're just Crochet is out for the year, I think. Yeah. Crochet or Kopech, one of them. I think that they might both crochet. be or okay. Crush, that was at least in the beginning of the year. So I saw Kopech pitch like last week, I think. So. Yeah. Okay. Then and they Kopech lost your mean Mercedes too to the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> but, Man, <yeah>. this guy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. White Sox. I'm not feeling too good about them. And I don't think White Sox fans are either. No. <laughs> Hang in there, Chicago. Yeah, two bad baseball teams this year. Okay. Um, who wins the division then? If the if we agree right now that the White Sox are you guys saying that the White Sox are not winning this division? Do you agree with me or no? I'm not ready to say that yet. Mainly because I kinda like the, the twins doing this underdog thing and because I did pick them to go to the World Series. True. So okay, I'm fair. not Get, ask me that question at the all-star break. Okay. We'll revisit that then. Matt, what about you? I feel like you were just about to um, say something. If they don't fire Larusa soon, I think that it's it's got to be pretty close to done, like I said earlier. so. Like, But I kind of agree with Mello. It's a little bit early to pronounce them dead, but give it a little time yet, and I'm sure we'll be able to make a call sometime soon. But yes. if I had to, if I had to say one way or the other, I would say no. They're not winning the division. And then which twin are you? Twins, the Guardians. Ah, I really like that. the Guardians. I really That'd like be the cool. Guardians. It would be very cool. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So going from a team who's doing shitty, um, we're going to talk about a team who's. Uh, Doing pretty good this year, let's say. <laughs> pretty good. Some would say pretty good. The New York Yankees sitting at 51 and 18 this year. First team to 50 wins. That was the first thing when we came in here before we started recording. Bobby wanted to make sure that he got that in there. He was like, we have to talk about the 51 and 18 Yankees. <laughs> He said they're going to be the best when the season's over. They're going to win the World Series and be the best team of all time. Yes, better than the that 27 was his exact Yankees, words. right? Is that what you said? Something like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, because this is going to be the 28th championship that the Yankees win because uh, we have yeah. 27 rings. So this will be I think he also said Aaron Judge is the best player of all time. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's Cole a great home run record. He's a Yankee Yeah, Nestor Cortez. Yeah, Nestor Cy you know what? They might all win Cy Young. Nestor, Probably. Cole. Um, Reliever yes. of the year goes to Clay Holmes. Yeah, he might do that too. Um, 
but yeah, okay. In all seriousness, <laughs> we were being serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, they're playing really, 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 really good. This is the best Yankees team I've watched in a very long time. I don't remember the last time I was watching a game other than maybe right now as they play the Houston Astros in the first <laughs> game of the series where they're down six to three in the bottom of the fifth inning. But even really not now. Like, I don't remember a game where the Yankees were playing that they were out of it. Like where I was like, I'm turning this off. Like I don't want to see this game anymore. I was looking through briefly before um, all of their scores, like all the games. And the worst loss I saw this season, they lost 5 nothing twice. And I could have missed one, but wow. I'm pretty sure That's that crazy. that was the last thing I saw. That was the worst I saw. And, like, I've been watching a lot of Yankees games, and I really don't remember the last time that I felt, like, not good watching a game or – like everyone has games where they they're like, all right, I'm done with this shit, and then you turn off, literally watch anything else. Would rather watch a black black screen <laughs> than uh, your team play. But I really don't remember the last time I felt that way. Even when they're losing, like they're down by by three runs right now. John like, Carlos Stanton just did a three run home run in the first inning of this game. So I don't know. It just feels like they're always in it. It really does. And I know Yankee fans get shit for saying, oh, this is a different team every year. And I really don't say that. This team, like, really does seem different. Like, I don't – I feel confident in this team every time they go out. Rightfully so. When you've won this many games and uh, haven't lost, like you said, most likely more than – by more than five runs. Yeah. That's – that's crazy. You, you have every right to uh, be confident in yes. where the Yankees are going this season. Yes. And one more thing. I'm sorry, Mello, before you uh, – just the past few series. So they're starting – I think it's like 20-something games in a stretch where they played three against Tampa, three against Toronto, three against Tampa, four against Houston, three against Oakland – and then one random game against Houston again. But that's where I thought this was going to be a real test because they've had a relatively easy schedule, I would say. Like, they haven't had any real, real challenges. But they first swept Tampa. They took three straight first Tampa. Then they beat Toronto two out of three. Then they beat Tampa two out of three again. And then now the Houston series is starting. So, I don't know. This is like their first real test where I felt like, okay, this is a really tough stretch with these good teams. Let's see if they're going to continue to kick everyone's ass or just kind of come back down to earth. And it doesn't seem like that right now. So. I mean, as a non-Yankee fan, obviously all baseball fans pay attention to the Yan- teams like the Yankees a little bit closer yeah, because I think they want to see them fail. Right. But um just from a non-Yankee fan, it feels different. It definitely does feel different from, like, the last couple of years. Definitely. Just feels like they're not going to lose. No, not at all. Or they have all the pieces. Like, there's no question marks right now. No. As all. far as I could tell. I don't know how there's it is really in Yankee. Not. I don't know how it is in Bobby's Yankee land, but. There's really not. It, yeah, it feels different. You should be very 
very good about yourself. Like, Judge is obviously – everyone knows he's playing out of his mind, but, like – He's going to catch Bonds, right? Yeah. Um, he's going to double him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, he's batting over 300, too, like, which is even – like not more impressive than hitting 27 but like that's just another thing to where like it doesn't seem like he's he's not striking out as much this year it seems like the yankees are just playing good baseball they're stealing more bases this year shout out luis rojas who they stole not stole but took on this year third base coach they've been stealing a lot more like rizzo has a bunch of stolen bases randomly um like, guys are running, they're playing good baseball, playing good defense. DJ just made his first error the other day. Like, it's just very good baseball all around. It's, it's crazy. Speaking of Rizzo, every time I look at Twitter, he's sitting a 400-foot moonshot. Yeah, he's doing really, really good. He he has 20 – no, he has 19 home runs right now. Wow. Hey, American League All-Star? No, not behind the uh, – not behind those other first basemen, I don't think. I mean, he could be a situation where he might, he could not make the team, but if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, he could probably be in consideration. We'll get into love- the votes, right? We'll get into the votes after this, but Rizzo is actually in third for the American League first place vote. Then he's going to make uh, the cut. He's no, going to make the top cut. Two, isn't it? Oh, it is? I thought it was top three. I could be wrong. In the uh, thing. The top two are the only ones that are highlighted. So it looks like it's only those. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just everyone is playing good. It's crazy. I don't know. I feel really good watching you almost want to get. You almost don't want to get too excited. Exactly. Either. That's how I feel. Like, I don't want to talk about it that much just because it's like they're playing very, 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 very good. Well, but when you're almost halfway through the season and they haven't showed any signs of letting up, like this, this is supposed to be the testing point right now. So, and they're maybe a third or halfway through this test so far. Yeah. Um, and they did good against the Rays. Yeah. And good against the Blue Jays. So. And then just taking or playing uh four against Houston now, which that's going to be because there's no question about it that the Yankees and Astros, we talked about this off, uh, camera the other day the Yankees and Astros are no question the best two teams in the American League by a good shot I would say a good oh yeah I'd, I'd love to a see another margin. seven games of that me too and that's why this four game series is going to be very interesting but yeah I'll be done talking about the Yankees you guys yeah why don't you uh why don't you go slower around the bases Bobby <laughs> Why don't you go take another trot around the whole run, run the bases? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like they're they're down, they're losing right now, six to three. But sorry, it happens. It happens. Welcome to the life of a normal fan, Bobby. You lose some <laughs> games occasionally. <laughs> yeah, when they lost to the Rays the other day, I was like, what? I was like, this happened. The Rays. Like they lost four to five. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I completely forgot that. Hold on. Hold on. I messed up. One of their worst losses was uh, 
a few weeks ago when they lost eight to one against Minnesota. I completely forgot about that one. But other okay. than that, I don't know. I think Buxton hit like two home runs at games, whatever. But but yeah, I don't know. There really hasn't been any games where I felt bad about watching the Yankees. It's great. Sorry. Oh, good for you, Bobby. Mello, don't act like this is a, hasn't been you for the past like four years. Last year, yeah, yeah. The, no, this is it's really what it <laughs> felt like to be a Dodger fan. It seems like for the past like four years. Oh, don't get you. To, oh, don't get used to it. Uh, I, I I like living in an island by myself. And <laughs> I, I see Bobby in the distance. Yeah, oh, actually, he's already here. He's already I mean, right now. It. He's starting to put his Yankee gear all over my stuff. There's an <laughs> there's an argument to say that I've passed you this year. Yeah, I'll give you that this year. Yeah, right now I'm, you have a better record Yankee, than us. The Yankees are relaxing right now. The Dodgers are fighting for their uh, division. Division. Hey, if you pull out your NASA telescope, you can see me on the way coming over <laughs> at some point. But uh, it might take a little while. Yeah, I mean, uh, Phillies are. Ooh, eight and a half. Hey, over 500, though. Yeah. I mean, the, I'd be something. doing better if we didn't lose two to the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers aren't in any scrubs, but still. Well, some of them aren't. <laughs> no, they're not terrible. <laughs> but yeah. All right. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Unless you guys want to keep talking, then we can, can make this a whole Yankees podcast. Oh yeah. Wait, how many rings do the Yankees have again, Bobby? Um 27. And then oh, after this okay. year, that answer might be different, but okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. One thing before we um this kind of transitions to the Astros. Jose Altuve is one of the best. You cannot boo or do anything towards Jose Altuve, because I think he thrives off of the hatred. Yeah. Definitely could. I mean, when you've been the villain for this long, you got to get used to it and kind of use it as rocket fuel. But I learned the hard way last August. He's three for three right now in this game. With a hit by after his hit by pitch, he's gotten three straight hits. And the Yankees fans always boo him, which I don't even know why. It doesn't make sense. But that's another story. But he's all he's done is own the Yankees in his career in the biggest moments. And, I mean, has he done that to Dodgers too? The Dodgers too? I mean, he played like relatively. well. He played well when he came yeah. out here last year. Yeah, relatively And then well. during that whole cheating year, he did play well in that World Series. Yeah. But we all know why. Yeah. But <laughs> – like, it's just, I don't get it. When uh, Yankees fans boo him the most, and he just kills the Yankees. He's hit walk-off home runs against the Yankees. He just, he thrives off the hatred, and i got to respect it. So, that's my nice thing about the Astros today. There you go. <laughs> He's going to be the starting shortstop. He's going to be the sh- starting second baseman at Dodger Stadium for the All-Star game, and we better not boo him. Because uh, he might just win the MVP. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, 100% Dodger <laughs> Stadium. I'd get PTSD. Booze him so hard. That would 100%. Be... And then if he no goes question. yard and wins All-Star Game MVP in Dodger Stadium, that would be that would be so cool. Like not – it would just be 
perfect. But Not think about this. When Manfred goes out to hand him the trophy, that's going to be the loudest booing at any <laughs> yeah. stadium in the history of sports ever. <laughs> You're going to have people who are not even Dodger fans. It's just going to be like, yeah, they're all going to start booing. They might. 100%. Definitely. That's awesome. But all right, let's get into uh, the All-Star game. Little update. Um, first oh, ballot you, update. Oh, you mean the, is... the National League versus the Toronto Blue Jays this year? <laughs> Those Blue Jays fans. They're... I mean, when you got a whole country basically yeah. united behind you. Instead yeah. of uh, splitting it into 29 different teams yeah. per country, you, you might be at a bit of an advantage. Yeah, like I saw someone commented on the video, excuse me, that I made, where they were like, whatever, uh, Canada's population is less than New York's. Yeah, but New York is still split into two teams. Canada has one team and that's it. Or can yeah. New York's population that some might like other teams that aren't in New York teams, but the majority, I mean, I would assume the majority of the Canadian baseball fans are Blue Jays fans. So they're that's ex- why they're still holding out hope that the Expos come back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just to run through Blue Jays at the time of the update, have four all-star or starters for the all-star game. Kirk, who probably deserves it, the catcher. Vladdy, who... Mm. No, he don't. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Bo at short, which just does not. I no. love Bo. No I love chance. Bo, but he just doesn't deserve it. And then uh, George, George Springer is the third outfielder, which I was surprised about, but then... Not really, because he is a very good – he's having a very good year. He gets a no, lot no. of votes from a certain uh, town in Texas probably as well, if I had to guess. so Maybe. It's going to be a whole damn Ashes reunion in July. But <laughs> shout out John Carlos Stanton in fourth place somehow in the uh, outfielders. Taylor Ward fifth. But, um, yeah, what was your biggest takeaway of the ballot other than the Blue Jays? First ballot update. Anyone's? Um, yes, I will go. A shortstop in the National League that has played a grand total of zero games <laughs> this season is, I believe, fifth in voting. I yeah. think that's what I heard with un- fifth. <laughs> over 165,000 votes. Yes. <laughs> Why are people voting for Fernando Tatis Jr.? He hasn't played a single game this season. <laughs> Zero games. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He shouldn't be eligible to be on the – he shouldn't even be on the ballot. Yeah, that's why I'm confused why he's even on the ballot. He shouldn't be on the ballot. No. If you vote for Fernando Tatis Jr., you you're should – You're a loser. Yeah, you are a loser. You know what? I'll go that far and say you're a loser. <laughs> you're a loser. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, come on. There was a vote for people who actually played. Those 165,000 votes could go to anyone else who has played this year. But Tatis has literally the fifth, fifth highest uh, voted shortstop in the National League. That is insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Are you upset because Dee's behind the first one behind him? No, no. <laughs> Dee doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Dee does not deserve it at all. But I, it just makes me mad that why would people vote for a person who played zero games this season? Come on. Well, because people I mean, are stupid, Matt. Yeah, yeah. They're stupid. Over, under. Wait, wait, over, under. Do they put out the final numbers? I would assume so. Right? Okay. Does he think... finish above or below seventh place in the voting at shortstop, National League shortstop? Okay, let's see who's under here. Okay. I'm going to say above. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. Um, Underneath him, sixth is Didi, seventh is Willie Adames, eighth is Brandon Crawford, ninth, Jose Iglesias, and tenth is Nico Horner. I mean, I could see him falling one spot, but honestly, to finish below seventh, probably not going to happen. Yeah, no. No, no chance. It's insane. Mello, um, you have Mookie Betts. As yeah, but who leading... even knows? He's gonna we're probably gonna have to drag his ass out there to right field. <laughs> we'll have well, Mookie Betts is a leading NL vote getter, I believe, right? Yes, yes, he is. As he should. Not Ronald Acuna, not Fernando Tatis, not Paul Goldschmidt. Mookie Betts. Yes. And Bryce is up there. Is Bryce? Oh no, no, no! Yeah. Ronald Acuna is in second, and then Bryce. It, like the order of how many votes. But um, shout out! I can't believe that Alejandro Kirk has over a million votes. That was pretty bizarre to me. I guess everyone loves Alejandro Kirk. Yeah, I guess. But going that's back gonna to the Blue be Jays, a good, that's going to oh. be a good trivia question in twenty years. Who was the starting American League catcher in the <laughs> two thousand and twenty-two All Star Game? I guarantee you, you can't name it. Yeah. No. No chance. <laughs> But um, I didn't mention this about the Blue Jays. Um, they have – there's a Blue Jay in the top four of every single position in the American League. So uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean it's like it, – it's a fan vote. So the Toronto Blue Jays are doing what they're supposed to do. It's a they fan are. vote. But come on. like Let's put your bias aside for a second. Now, now I did want to say – the National League, that's that's okay, that's fine, but then you get to the American League, it gets it gets weird. Um, the only did I have a problem with the National League? I mean, Wilson Contreras, we unanimously said that he deserves it. Second base is kind of iffy, but I'm not. We jazz, said jazz, we said, we're good with. I think Goldschmidt and Pete Alonso should be a little closer than what it is. It's over 300,000 votes. Goldschmidt definitely deserves it, but I think that Pete is having an outstanding, outstanding year also and deserves more love maybe than what he's getting. The Met fans are stubborn. They don't want to vote. (laughs) He'll make it, though. He'll make it. Then Manny Machado, obviously, as the third baseman. Trey Turner. No surprise. okay with that? (laughs) He'll get a standing O. 
of course, than the DH Bryce Harper, no question. The outfield is kind of thin too for the NL. Yeah. Other Compared than Mookie other and Acuna, the third spot is kind of. I know he's a giant, but I hope Jock gets it. That would be cool to do. I it hope in... Jock gets it. Yeah, that would be cool for uh, him for... to return to LA. Yeah, Jock Peterson, man, he this guy's had luck of the luck of the draw the last couple of years. Back to back World Series, and he might start in an All Star game where he played most of his games so far in his career. Yeah, that'd be very cool. But I guess we'll see. I don't. I'm not sure when uh, every update is coming out, but I guess we'll see. Keep voting. Yes, Come your on, vote matters. People. Your vote matters. This is Major League Baseball, the only place where your vote matters. This is if you're gonna vote anywhere, you better vote here. For the All-Star game. <laughs> I put that on my story to go vote for the Dodgers. I don't know how many of you did, but if you did, I really do appreciate it. I know there was probably some jerk out there who didn't vote for any Dodgers. <laughs> I know there was somebody who did that. And honestly, it's kind of funny, but also screw you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, wrapping up here, the big acquisition of the week. Good friend of the program Ryan LaVarnway traded to the Miami Marlins. So now he is a jumbo shrimp. A what? Re- oh, no, repeat that, a, Bobby. No, 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 who... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. He is a jumbo shrimp. <laughs> hold on. Ryan LaVarnway plays for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, a minor league baseball team, the AAA affiliate of the Miami Marlins. <laughs> I just wanted to say that he was a Jumbo Shrimp. He's a Jumbo Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't get that out. But yes. So yeah. I heard, I heard he had a shrimp cocktail to celebrate. He might. Do you think that's all he's allowed to eat is shrimp? Shrimp, yeah. Shrimp salad, shrimp, oh, shrimp, yeah. shrimp taco. Shrimp shrimp and eggs for breakfast. Shrimp burrito. We'll shrimp dog. Fried shrimp. Boiled shrimp. shrimp steamed shrimp. Raw shrimp. Just, Raw shrimp. Just went to the ocean and got one and just put shrimp it in Shrimp scampi. But they have, they have to be the biggest shrimp, though, because they have to be jumbo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, hopefully he gets better opportunity with the Marlins. Maybe we'll see him somewhere with the big league club this year, which would be hopefully. awesome. But shout out to Ryan. We'll we'll have him on at some point soon again. Hey, once he gets up, if he gets back up there, there's going to be a new dynamic duo: Jazz Chisholm and Ryan Lavarnway. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna the lead. They're gonna lead the MLB in swag. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Le- All right. LeVarnway's <laughs> going to walk out in his first game with a big chain. That would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> he hits a bomb, then stares at it, does a bad flip. Yes. And then he Euro steps. Euro steps. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get him to Euro step at home plate. Yeah. He needs, we got to step up this game a little bit. But yeah, anyway. Any final thoughts? We'll wrap things up. Anything? I have, a, I have a final thought. Okay. I wanted to I, – I, this is too twice now that I forgot to say this. Uh, during the All-Star voting, 
Uh, Yadier Molina and Alvaro Pujol should absolutely be on the team. I don't care what their okay, numbers okay, are. Okay, okay, we're gonna get. Hold on. No, I don't no. care. I, I don't care what their numbers are. I don't care what their numbers are. These guys are retiring at the end of this year. Um, these guys have been all stars our whole generation. They should get in this year. I don't care. I don't care what their numbers are, where they are in the voting. They should have a spot, no matter what. Both of them. For the record right now, in their respective positions, they're both in third place. They should absolutely be in. I I, I wish, I wish, sorry, Bobby, I just don't want to no. say this one last thing. I wish, and I know it's hard because a lot of times we can't tell, a lot of times these players don't come out and say, hey, I'm going to retire at the end of the year, like these for sure Hall of Famers. But I wish Major League Baseball would have its thing to where if a big player like that does announce his retirement, he should automatically get into the All-Star game, no matter what. I think he should. I think that there should be a specific spot. They should make a spot on the roster for them. I don't think that they should take away a spot from another person, but they should have some sort of recognition, not award, recognition spot, looking like celebrating their careers, basically, for Yachty and Pujols. So it doesn't take away a spot from the Nationals or the National League, um, any National League players. But I think they should get recognized at the All Star Game, and they deserve to be there. I think that's what. Especially since they're both Cardinals. Yeah. Like, look, especially Pujols, after going from Anaheim into the Dodgers, now he's back in St. Louis. I think it's you got to see it one more time. Yeah, I agree. Matt, what do you think? I agree uh, with Melo. I think that'd be cool. I think they should do something like that, or even like. Um, just one spot each year where they can give it to per- somebody, uh, either like a commissioner appointed. I don't know who would appoint or like give it out, but like a spot on each team for somebody not voted in. Like last year, I could see it being given to Trey Mancini if he wouldn't have. I don't know if he got voted in or not, but like give it to him, somebody who deserves it just for something they did or overcame or yeah. just to honor them in general. So, right. yeah, I, I'm on board with that. I like that. All right. Either way, we should see them in Los Angeles. This yes. Both Yachty and Pujols. And hopefully we do. All right. I think that wraps it up. Yeah. See you guys next week. Trust for Matt and Mello. We'll be taking over for episode 32 next week. So yep. you'll see them next week. Peace. Well, see, see you. you.